starring Martin Freeman. That's yeah, it. <laughs> oh my god, can you do that? <laughs> I was joking about the Martin Freeman thing. Um, no, he's in here. He yeah, he's he actually in the film. But very minor. In this film? Yeah. He's, a, he's actually not yeah, that minor of a character. Not. Just because he's white doesn't mean he's minor. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. When are you going to learn, dog? It's challenge day! Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or barking, so that's, that's good. I'm not going to bark at you. You're not going to do that? No. Not unless you speak out of turn. If you guys would have made so many Martin Freeman jokes, maybe we could have actually talked about this in the episode. I think you're the problem. (gasps) (laughs) Samantha. Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Marvel film, which is Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler and starring Chadwick Boseman. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hello there again, everybody, and welcome in to episode 144 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with my guys, Nick Cheney. Hey! Hello. Hi. And Toussaint Egan. It's challenge day! Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or barking, so that's that's good. I'm not going to bark at you. You're not going to do that? No. Oh, not unless you speak out of turn. <laughs> <laughs> that was good? Yeah. Huh. Also... Tucson just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Got a first timer here. <laughs> what episode is this? 144. Damn! Give me some skin, bro. Don't kill me right <laughs> Seriously, I gotta know. Give me something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would have been great. Would have been perfect if you tried to high five him and then he went to high five you and then you pulled your hand back and started barking at him. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> also, joining us again, uh, which we are very happy that she decided to come back after the last episode, um, Sam Shamara. Hey. Hey, What's Sam. Up? Hey. I don't know why I wouldn't have returned. No, you you would have, but... I'm awesome. (laughs) It's not you. It's the whole collective unit. Oh. See, don't tell him that, because he thinks it's him, so... (laughs) I hate to break it to you. You can't spell unit without you. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, Oh, dear. Anyway. Yes. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. So, today, uh, our first 2018 film we're going to be discussing on Film Tank. And believe it or not, it is another Marvel film. Oh, forever. Yeah. Yeah. But, at least, you know, the last two, because we talked about Thor, Mm -hmm. and we now are going to be talking about Black Panther, Mm -hmm. starting to maybe lay the groundwork of doing things that feel a little more original, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) At any rate, Black Panther is the film we are discussing today. Uh, the first in his series, although he did appear in Civil War about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Is he going to uh, have sequels? I don't know. 
It's never been. It hasn't been announced yet. I'm right. not saying it's not likely. I guess but it's, it's not like it was part of that 20 year plan yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. not yet. Ant Man's getting. This I was gonna say if Ant Man's getting one though. Yeah. Uh, Although it seems like it's more to. I mean that whole Ant Man trailer is basically like, well, Ant Man's here, but this is for the Wasp, which yeah. is totally fine. Right. But um, so at any rate, yeah, man, that movie is gonna sting. Uh, Get out. Good movie. <laughs> So Black Panther uh, surrounds T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, as he rises to the throne of the in the isolated, technologically advanced African nation. But his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who was a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. Is that IMDb? Yeah. That's fucking awful. Yeah. That's really... They put Wakanda before technologically advanced isolationist nation. It's like it's like they missed up. They messed up the verb tenses that's going on. Like, this clause does not follow no. from that clause. That doesn't when make you sense. Said, that was uh, really rough to listen to. Technologically <laughs> advanced African nation. I was going to say fantasy. <laughs> because I'm a dick. Wakanda's not real. Yes, I know, Ben Shapiro. You're also a little fucking dick. That's true. <laughs> The, the, There's God, but you don't see me bragging about it. The the hard thing about it is sometimes you actually get like studios who put these on here, and they're it's usually true. pretty mm-hmm. okay. But yeah. that's like awful. Seventy percent of the time, it's usually some shit that's written by a user, and it's awesome. Yeah, let's be honest, that was written by a white person. Yes. Yeah, it actually gives this guy's name, and his name is Kenneth. That is, there are, no, oh, there are not a lot of black people. There are Kenneth. black people who are named Kenneth. I want to hear Kenneth's last name. I don't want to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all I can think of off the top of my head is Michael Kenneth Williams. Okay. That's a middle name. Yeah. yeah. Not the same, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, also, right- he likes to go by K. Michael Whoa. K. Williams. K-A-Y or just the initial K? No, no, the initial. Okay. K-A-Y. <laughs> Michael K. Williams. I'm Agent K. I just had to clarify. Men in Black's my favorite know? movie. Uh, <laughs> so tell us, I really tell identify us about with the white Black one. Panther. So it is yes. directed by Ryan Coogler, who um, previously... What a fun name. I know Ryan Coogler. Uh, who really got his name uh, in Hollywood uh, for Fruitvale Station... And then uh, did a really nice job with the Creed film, even though Sylvester Stallone still doesn't know that he directed it. Uh, and then uh, we have people in this film, including Chadwick Boseman, returning uh, as uh, T'Challa slash the Black Panther, followed by Martin Freeman. As the guy <laughs> from Civil War who was in like maybe one scene, and he's also a part of the CIA. If Ryan Coogler wins an award for this movie... Wouldn't it be great if during his speech he starts off with, I want to thank Sylvester Stallone for doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for being white. That'd be great. He was also great in that Guardians movie. So oh, yeah. That's right. That was too bad. I was joking about the Martin Freeman thing. Um, no, he's in here. He yeah, he's actually in the film. But very minor. Yeah. Yes. In this film? Yeah. He's, a, he's actually not yeah, that minor of a character. Not, just because he's white doesn't mean he's minor. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. When are you going to learn, dog? I learned because he doesn't really do much. Like, he gets shot. And then, no, when what? I look, we're going to... We're going to... Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, also here is Michael B. Jordan playing the character of Eric Killmonger. Mm-hmm. What a great... Why do you think he added the B? Michael B. Jordan? Get the fuck out of <laughs> Make here. Make sure. God damn it. <laughs> You were such a dick. I haven't even finished one beer yet. No, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. It's been a long day. Yeah. 
I am sure that <laughs> Michael just, Jordan is signed up with who, one of the let me, guilds. Who else is signed up? For give this you stuff? a little insight into what my day was like. Oh, I God. I read the 120 Days of Sodom at the public library desk <laughs> what that I was the supposed to be man. Fuck Nick. So yeah. are you serious? I read about pricks and cunts while an old lady asked me <laughs> if I could print out a tax form for her. And I only use those words because that's what Saad uses. Anyway, I'm going to go get another beer. So, did you, was it on an e-reader? Oh, no, it's in my car. And the great thing (laughs) is the cover, it's my copy, Uh, the cover is a wonderful picture of an upside-down cross outlining Mm. a butt. Okay. Because I was thinking you would at least have, you know, the decency to have something like, you know... Biff Tannen has in Back to the Future 2 where he covers up, you know. But no, you just went all the way there just sitting at the desk and nice. Yeah. Cool. You know, if someone's going to be I'm gonna, if someone's going to say something I'm be like, Fuck "Hey, em. Penguin Classics." Where else are you going to get that kind of literature? Anyway. So also, uh Academy Award winner Lapita Nyong'o. Thank you. Uh here as well as Danai Danny The New no. Daniel Daniel Kuala? Oh. Who uh, plays the awesome general here. Oh, that guy. And then Daniel Kalua. Kalua? Yep. And Letitia Wright. And hey. Winston Duke uh, playing the M'Baku character. And Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> and also. Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. I was going to get there. <laughs> and then also Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, and Andy Serkis. Yep. Who sort of shows up here. Yep. We'll get there. So, who would like to start? I would like to go first. I, Surprising no one. I was going to say, yeah. I, I wasn't going to lead you in. Like, oh, no. I was going to take this. Before you start, I'm not going into yeah. my thoughts or anything. <laughs> it would be fucking awesome if you did. <laughs> you motherfucker. Before you start, let me get, I just want Let to... me get my thoughts out. As a white man, what I thought of the Black Panther. Here's what I'm guessing you have to say now. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah. But I was... Black. <laughs> so I just thought, like, there's a joke in there to be made somewhere. I know. About <laughs> we already made it. Oh, I'm gonna at least um, about how like Andy Serkis is in this movie, and yet for being so skilled at motion capture, why did he choose to play a white guy? Like, <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Anyway, anyway, my turn. Yep. It would have been some if he motion captured to play a black person. That'd be awful. That'd be <laughs> yes. so fucking How awful. How did Sidney Poitier get in this? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's Andy Serkis. Oh, man, give him the Oscar. <laughs> oh, my God. They call me Mbaktu. Oh, my oh God. no. All right. <laughs> so. Hey, guys. Um, Caesar, what are you doing here? I really, I really enjoy. So sorry. Okay. That was so racist. I'm yeah. just going to back off. Yeah. Thanks. I was trying to make it funny. Thanks. Okay. Black Panther review. All right. Black Panther review. I um, really enjoyed this movie a lot. I mean, I was nice. looking forward to it um, after having read some previous Black Panther comics like last year, I think. I think it was when uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates' um, uh, A Nation Under Our Feet series, which is really, really good. And I would recommend it to anybody um, who hasn't read any black panther stuff that they can totally start there it's like it's a really good modern interpretation also evan narcissus um rise of the black panther series i hear is also really good and that's like a prequel story um yeah i i 
I just really enjoyed this film a lot. It's like it, it, it's not even a, apart from it just like having a prominent black cast. It's also just because I it, 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 this is one of the first Marvel films where I felt like I could totally see the director's the director's hand coming forward in in moving some of these scenes forward and how they're actually crafted. It doesn't feel like it just came off of a of a factory line. It's not it, it's something that pivots away from the spectrum, the the, the sort of like the, the dichotomy between like being grim, dark, serious, and being this this technicolor uh, throw up landfill of just like fart jokes and shit like that. Because it seems like those are the only two modes that it operates in. Whereas this was able to have very um, very serious, very dramatic moments, but also having like the occasional humor that I felt like it 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 felt like felt like black humor. It felt like it, it was really funny. Like the 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 first time that I, I saw this in theaters, like I've seen it twice now um, before like recording this episode. First time I saw it in the theaters uh, when uh, Shuri was taking uh, T'Challa through her entire um, laboratory and stuff like that, and she was like, "I have a question." It's like, "What are those?" Like that was like a that got like a, a, a big rise out of like a lot of the the black portion of the audience just because that's a really funny joke among black people. So. Um, yeah, and and I, I I just really enjoyed T'Challa. I really enjoyed uh, Shuri. I really enjoyed Okoria, um, and Mumbaku. Mumbaku is awesome. He's like a breakout character in this. Um, Eric Killmonger is probably, in my opinion, one of the most interesting, compelling Marvel villains. But at the same time, I have some issues with how that character sort of came about on screen i feel like there was some there there are some compromises that are made in order to frame him in a certain light mm-hmm. like things that things that that he does kind like i feel jettison like jettison him that, that, into place that, that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of yeah yeah that, that, that sort of while he raises very valid points in his in his very existence and also through his entire like ethos and philosophy of what he's trying trying to present i feel like when you have scenes of him like burning the 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 garden of the, like the sacred herb that you need in order to become the black panther and like choking out a woman and stuff like that it's like i feel like yeah this, these are things that are written into the script in order to sort of like provoke. to provoke and also to make it like oh i don't want to identify with that guy that's the bad guy i was like yeah he's the bad guy but it's still just like it feels kind of like it, it's antithetical it, to what he's fighting for. Yeah, it, it does. Like I would think. Yeah, it's, because it, why does he want to be the only person to have these? Exactly. If you, he wants to yeah. spread everything, you think you think that like you'd want to surround yourself with you th- those you people, think, not fight them out. You'd think that the man who was robbed of his adjacent birthright by having his father killed and being abandoned in America and not having any access to like his homeland at all would be concerned about the idea of, I don't know, eventually maybe someday siring an heir for himself and continuing on his own family line. But really it's, 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 it's this contradiction of having this character who has been amassing these resources and this training for so many years of his adult life and having done so much and killed so many people to get to this one point and really his entire plan is so short-sighted and so just immediate mm-hmm. to to what is right in front of him it's it's it, it, it's a contradiction that i don't know um how much i i can 
As, as, as much as I like, I, I like that character. I feel like the idea of that character is far more interesting than necessarily the execution of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, that fit into a lot of the other Marvel molds oh, that's of what mold. villains yeah. are, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that sucks is that we've seen some characters that aren't necessarily in that mold, like Loki mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier, but that's because they waver back and forth between good and evil where mm-hmm. all of the characters who are just pure evil are pretty much the same character in a different package yeah mm-hmm. and this kid and like killmonger isn't even necessarily evil he's just filled with rage and hatred and just like uh, he's just not he's not suited to being a king and right. he's like in, in his own self-destructive um nature is then turned outward towards the world around him mm-hmm. yep. so yeah uh, what else do I like? I like the music in this. I like the action. I, I, I like the action in, in some parts. I like the chase in uh, South Korea was really cool. Yeah, I, awesome. after, after watching the, the, the final showdown between um, T'Challa and, and Eric falling into the, the vibranium chasm and like fighting on the, uh, the, the, the vibranium train thing that like negates their, their suits and stuff. And, I, and somebody actually brought that up, um, someone that I know brought up the fact that that scene of them fighting on the train track is basically the final scene from star wars phantom menace when they're fighting okay, between i totally thought that yeah between, the entire time that was happening yeah yeah and but, the fall into the castle yeah, was yeah. kind of like harry potter yeah uh the scene that wasn't supposed to exist with voldemort mm-hmm. um totally i had like flashback moments of that and i was yeah. like eh. it's, it's it's weird with with marvel films because while they were doing like that whole big fight at the end between like all the tribes who were like either on Eric's side or on T'Challa's side, it's a curiously bloodless affair. Like when you see like Shuri like use her sonic cannons to knock two guys into that giant that same giant vibranium castle, like they don't have suits. They don't have anything. And I'm pretty sure the people who are piloting those ships there were people piling in those ships that uh, that uh, Martin Freeman's character shot down. I'm just like, ah, it's not a lot of blood in the MCU. There, there's not not a lot of blood in the MCU, not unless it's like tasteful blood. Like it's just a little bit. It's not exactly. a lot. Nope. It's, uh, it's, oh, or it's see, it's the, it's the funny thing though. Like it's it's two speeds. Yeah. It's either no blood or you have the end of Civil War where it's like Captain America's just like, Ugh. yeah, it's just like okay, well. Yeah. We do none, and then we do all of it. So yeah, that's pretty much. It's whatever makes it more dramatic. And yeah. I've seen one of the one of the the Dora Milaje getting just like bucked by a giant rhino. I was like, oh man, she's totally dead. That that lady's totally dead. Um, opening thoughts. I really liked it. I want to hear what you guys think. And I was like, it's this is a good movie for a conversation. So yeah, good. Yeah. I don't have much to say, so I'll go to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that I. I like about this movie, and I appreciate about it. Um, but I will open up and say that this movie is just not for me. Yeah. Um, I just felt like there weren't enough white people. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. um, I don't like superhero movies to begin right. with. And um, so this is the 17th one in the same universe. 18th, 18th one in the same universe. <laughs> so um, – as much as I genuinely do think that it is better than most of its peers, um, it also it's not saying a lot. 
Um, but there's some interesting ideas that I definitely, just like you just said, want to discuss and whatnot, specifically about Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm basically probably just going to praise this movie for the most part, but for me, that's not saying much because I still don't really... It's just not for for right. me. Um, but overall, I thought that this did strike a wonderful tone between uh, drama and comedy because, like Toussaint was kind of saying earlier, is that Marvel seems to only exist in this gray area where they need ultra-serious conflicts or they need these like fun, rambunctious comedies, and we're starting to lose that space between. And this pretty much did that effortlessly, I thought. Um, I thought the first hour of this was fantastic actually it was kind of the last hour ish that really returned it back to marvel territory where i kind of was taken back down to earth so to speak but like the first hour like sign chadwick uh, bosman up for the next james bond movie because like that's essentially what this first hour was just in the sense that of him you know going around on secret missions literally having to infiltrate a casino intercept a package getting shown his tech like i in a good way, like I, I would totally watch more movies of just him doing that. I think they actually, um, there's a line from Shuri where she was talking about like the the type of tech that they were working on. I was like, yeah, it's like that old American movie that uh, Baba used to watch on. Yeah. Just like, okay, yep. this, yeah. And so, no, I like I'm very much for him uh, over someone like Idris Elba, to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, but that's a random side note. But um, but no, I very much enjoyed the South Korea scene. I, mm-hmm. I did really like that chase. Um, that was some of the more inventive fight choreography I've seen in a Marvel movie. Not because it was, like, spectacular, but it didn't feel bogged down by either shaky cam or just a lack of fluidity between cuts and uh, that kind of obfuscate, you know, the action. There the were end. wonderful transitions in the fight scene in the casino. Agreed. Yes. And, there, in fact... There's a wonderful fake long take in that uh, scene where mm-hmm. I think it is it the briefcase or is it Black Panther himself that's just getting pushed around from I level to level. I think it's Black, Black Panther, Panther himself, himself, right? Yeah. And the camera's following him. Because it seamlessly drops onto the floor that's and right. then it follows the different – yeah, yep. I know which one. And that whole take is fantastic because of the mm-hmm. fact that it is so easy to see where they cut, but it looks so good at just being an exuberant action set piece that I'm just glad that they did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I praise it for that. Uh, Killmonger is definitely probably my favorite villain besides Ego and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. too, because once again we're given an actual emotional stake here, and mm-hmm. it completely makes sense as to why this character is fighting for what they fight in, and why a character is kind of trying to... Uh, compromise with someone who can't be reasoned with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that aspect of it. Really, for me, it's kind of interesting. My opposite reaction of Killmonger is that my only problem with Killmonger was the ending, and that I felt like they ended literally his life mm-hmm. because they couldn't think of a good way to write him out. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't see, I, I didn't see enough of his passion die out the this, way he basically said it did. This is not for the him kind to, of for him to just like say oh, right. I'm good. Right. This isn't the kind of character that is going to come back and be buddy buddy like Loki, or at least have like a, a, a sort of Loki is the god of of mischief and really. Loki's just about dicking around. That's yeah. that, that's all it is. Like Killmonger uh, is, he's he's a very much an all or nothing sort of character. Which but, I don't but, mind him dying, but he just accepts it 
in an instant, mm-hmm. the moment that he has lost. And I guess I just didn't quite buy into it the way that um, he just like it's. I don't know. I guess I would have liked it if he had a slightly more anger defiant as he died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 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 fuck you. You're not gonna try to save me after, right. or something like that. But he was just like less accepting. Yeah, he was just like I'm good. And then like the sun's setting, and it's just mm-hmm. like oh. And I'm all for those two characters reaching an understanding, mm-hmm. but. The fact that a puncture wound would do it just didn't quite work for me. Well, it wasn't his heart. Well, I it just was, meant was, like, yeah, like the, I just meant that. the fact that right. you know the the battles mm-hmm. climax would just you know flip that switch. Right. Um, so that was really my big thing. Um, overall, though, I thought it was definitely fun, and I appreciated the fact that. For the first time in a long time, it's due to Wakanda and Wakanda only. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the few times that even a movie I love in the Marvel universe, like Guardians, this is one of the first time a Marvel movie has such a wonderful sense of uh, geography and place. Yeah. Because I don't mind globe trotting adventures. I mean, some of them can be really fun when mm-hmm. done right and whatnot. But the way, and I know it happens in this too. Like as far as like, oh no, they're in South Korea, whatever. But every scene set in Wakanda felt like there could be TV shows about every character that was walking in and on screen mm-hmm. and whatnot. Whereas everything that happens in a lot of other Marvel movies for me are just people who showed up to get paid. I just felt such a celebration of life that everybody who showed up for this movie f- from the extra just Wakanda was like a character there. here. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's probably <laughs> what I, I I. I wish there was more of in this film. If there's one thing I was sort of disappointed in, I was like, I, we see sort of an outside ground level of what Wakanda looks like. And I wish we spent more time in like the interiors and seeing like where yeah. these people's like living quarters look like, where do they eat? What do they, where, where, where are the people, what, what, where do the people congregate where they're not sort of like, immediately within T'Challa's circle or something like that. I agree. And I like if you compare it to something like the junkyard planet on uh in Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um I'm not like bashing that movie because I didn't hate that movie or anything like that. But right. like that planet just made no sense to me. Uh <laughs> yeah. like and I don't mean that in the way that obviously it's a junkyard planet, yeah. so it right. would be a lot of things just thrown together. But the I, I just nothing introduced in that movie had any coherent semblance of actually of a live space yeah functioning right. as um it just felt like sets cobbled together whereas mm-hmm. this actually did feel like a living breathing area that they were inhabiting right. and i love seeing the shops uh on the street and how if you like on the surface it almost looks like a quote-unquote something very foreign to an American like shopping district mm-hmm. like but then you look closer and you see all the gadgets and so I just love how it had that character of uh, that can be dis- like first looks can be deceiving and whatnot. Right. Yeah. so uh, yeah in general I, I thought it was a lot of fun and I think there are some flaws here and I do think that the last the second hour basically uh, marvels up the, the mucks but overall I thought everybody here did a great job and I would totally watch another one Although, I am worried about another one without a Michael B. Jordan-like villain, because as yeah. much as I yeah. as much as much I love uh, Black Panther, and uh, Sherry especially, and mm-hmm. some of the other characters, this movie, for me, like, those characters were only as good as 
Killmonger pushing them to be yeah. that good. So I, I that's yeah. I, I think that concerning a Black Panther sequel, because I thought a lot about this, and after like having watched it and like knowing what the consequences of this film and what what changed about this this place, because Black Panther is essentially the origin story not only of T'Challa as a king, but also of Wakanda entering into a global like. A, a, a global ecosystem in, in, in such a way before the events of like the next film that's they're going to need to be there and I just can't help but think you know yeah a lot of people are going to know that you have like a huge reservoir of, of vibranium within the confines of your country and they're also going to know that you have all these weapons that you also developed there so that's going to inspire not only a lot of envy, but also a lot of like insecurity. So how? I mean, we've already we've already seen a case like where where at least a government body tries to take away Tony Stark's suit because he made it on his own. Just imagine how the fucking you can't have my personal property. Just, just imagine how 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 the UN is going to respond to. He's like, oh, you've been sitting on this rich reservoir of like the most valuable metal on Earth, and you just haven't like shared that with anybody. So for the MCU, before I get into my opening thoughts, right. for the MCU, I feel like it actually doesn't make sense to have them have Black Panther join. No, no, not oh. necessarily join the Avengers, but... I was going to say join the rest of the world. Well, that, that, um, have Wakanda be opened up at this point. Like, it makes more sense to have that be, like, a ace in the hole during mm-hmm. the fight with Thanos. <laughs> but, yeah, it'd be, kind yeah. Of, it'd be kind of more interesting if he went specifically to, like, um, William Hurt's character or something. It's like, by the way... <laughs> If you need, if, you know, in a really uh, shit situation, like you know, and like, and then like, not even Tony knows or something like that would have been kind of cool. We're much more trustworthy than Shield. That's true. Um, <laughs> because my biggest fear about a Black Panther sequel is that it's like, you know, the first scene starts and Black Panther and Shuri are walking and making jokes, and all of a sudden. The camera pans over, and Bruce Banner is like, "Oh man, look at the structure of these buildings!" Get the fuck and then out all of, of here, a sudden, Bruce. Captain America is like, "Oh, Bruce, what are you doing here?" Well, I'm taking a vacation, and then Tony flies down, and he's like, "Guys, come on, we're on a mission. Let's go, T'Challa." Like it would just kind of suck mm-hmm. all sense yeah. of identity from this place if I they agree. come and crash if the they, party. If they did that, he was like, "You will not speak to me in that <laughs> way in my country. You yeah. will not do that." Um, but I, I. One of the, the, the things that I like the most about this film that also sort of like um, pushes me from having outright enthusiasm for a sequel, although I would totally watch a sequel, is that I like this film because it feels so isolated mm-hmm. respective to that of like more recent um, MCU films. Like there are references to Civil War. There are like flashbacks, but there aren't any like scenes that show like the other Avengers or anything like that. It very much Doctor like, Strange doesn't just show up. Yeah, fuck that. I don't, no, no, we don't need him. No, go away. Um, but it 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 really does. It, it it doesn't necessitate that you have watched everything else. You could this could be the one Marvel film you well, ever watch, and you could still enjoy it. But what I'm saying is, is that. What, what what this film tackles and what it what it, what it sort of has represented in its characters, such as like Martin Freeman, who is like a member of the CIA, it's just like there, there's a lot of parts of this MCU that don't really like gel into any sort of like 
tonally plausible or consistent thing. Like, so you have like Shield, who has like fucking ha- hover carriers and shit, and they're like putting together Avenger initiatives and talking to like like shadow cabals of people from around the world. And then you got the CIA guy in in Black in Black Panther talking about how they they insert people into like countries and just like neutralize. strike it and neutralize and neutralize. That like, was a lot to unpack. That was that a lot in a lie. lot of different uh, MPEG files. It, <laughs> In, in fucking, that was yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also just to piss you off i really hope the sequel of black panther opens with rocket raccoon just like fucking tearing it up in wakanda oh that's great uh, i love yeah. that all right before i pass it off to alex i do want to say my favorite line in this movie though is after one of the meetings mm-hmm. uh, between the tribes when uh, t'challa is on his throne and um when he leaves and he gets up and he goes hey shuri while i'm gone watch the throne Wow, that's great. I'm so proud of you. That, that she never said that. But I'm very proud of you for making out that joke. Oh, no, she definitely said that. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. he did. That's great. All right, Alex, what's up? Okay. What's a, what's a god to a non believer, man? Oh, no. <laughs> so, I, for the most part, enjoyed this film, but it's definitely not my favorite in the MCU. Um, the first reason I'll say is because I don't. You're racist. Thank you for that. Um,. I you know got really into Marvel and superhero films and superheroes in general um when I was a kid not obviously not Marvel films but I got into the characters right, like comics. Hulk and Captain America and obviously Batman and Superman and other things from DC right but Black Panther was never really on my radar nah. so you don't really have that connection with it no yeah. so it's already just pretty much like a new property for me. Um, and although I definitely thought this was a very well done film and um, well acted film on a lot of different, thank you, um, levels, actually, it's hard for me to really get behind it as a superhero film just because I've seen, I feel like I've seen a lot of parts of this film before many, many, many times mm-hmm. and a lot of other films that I like more. So, you know, when I see certain things happen, I'm just like, meh, okay. Like, it's still fun to look at and it's a different package. I, but... know, I know you weren't a fan of the waterfall scene. Well, first of all, let's start. <laughs> so, like, here's my problem with that. Yeah. Here's the problem with that specific scene. It's 2018, for one. Um, and it's a beautiful looking scene on the outset and you have all of the different colors along with the beautiful sun in the background and the water. So, I mean, you're already in good shape. Mm. Don't add in shitty CGI characters just because, Mm -hmm. because we're not trying to fill a stadium here. Like, you don't need to have some guy on the eighth row just waving his... And that was the other problem. This it, isn't the Coruscant Senate from fucking, like, yeah. the the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. It was just so, to me, the first time I saw it and the second time, laughably unnecessary. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is, and I'm being serious here... Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever seen this kind of thing work is in the Spartacus TV show. Oh, oh shit! What? <laughs> it's a good show. I watch. I've watched. I binge watched. You've seen every single I, episode. I've so I don't want to hear. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. that's not possible. But it's like. What? Um, <laughs> but we're not talking about Spartacus. when you're doing that kind of cheesy right. effect. Whatever. Here's the thing. The reason why it works, and because that's a TV budget, mm-hmm. and they had to make a fake Coliseum 
size uh, audience of people. Every time you see it, it's like a laughably bad, but it also just fits the tone of that thing. Right. And also, it crammed um, like a million people in Black Panther. I think Wakanda can fill that waterfall. Like, I don't know why there was, like, space for them to do jumping jacks. So the but, fact but, that there was only, like, three on each ledge just makes it way more noticeable because they had to end. Whereas if you would have just oh. fucking crowded it. They, they, they look like the crowd from Madden, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they do, yeah. I just, like, I feel totally really bad necessary. that I don't think... If you got a great turnout. If you turn the camera, like, just a couple of inches on its axis, then you would see that they're just, like, paper thin, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was... Yeah. The, but like I already felt that way. Yeah, yeah. I already felt that way. And yeah. that's... So, that, I mean, that was... They're it, all the uh, dancing guys in front of car. Yeah. That's uh, right. Car, yeah. Yeah. Car dealers. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. yeah. No, and that that was... that The, the problem for me is that... <laughs> now I'm just picturing yeah. an entire yeah. audience yeah. of just that. Yeah. That would actually be cool. Yeah. That would be kind of funny. That would be. It would have been kind of weird here because they you know, have to set it all up. But <laughs> Who biggest... challenges me? And then we just cut to... <laughs> just to... They just dub the voices over. It's like, we will not challenge oh, today. <laughs> Remember when we saw that random short film in front of uh, a movie? Remember when Charlestown... Oh, that's our God. theater. Yeah. Um, they started doing student films yes. from whatever goddamn college Please around here. don't ever do those again. And one of them that we had to endure with like a fucking like 10 minutes, it felt long, uh, <laughs> video of two of those inflatable things that fall in love. Who well, they fall in love and they have like, like if a you hate sexy lava, moment. Well, try to watch two inflatable guys or girls. I don't know what the genders are. Um, Individuals? Yes. There you uh, go. Gender non-conforming inflatable people there we go. Uh, basically inflate and deflate and fall in love, and yeah. it was really creepy. Yeah, so that scene stuck out like a sore My thumb to me. My U-porn searches that night were really oh, disturbing. <laughs> that scene. Sorry, anyway, I, I'm sorry. That, I, bl- I blew it. That hey, <laughs> that scene stuck out like a sore thumb to me. But um, that being said, some of the negative things I've, I've already brought to the table. Um, I really liked Ulysses Claw, and I was disappointed that he was killed off when he was. Even though I understand the thought that he had served his purpose, and he was getting to the point where... He was like that... Peter Griffin in those vinyl suits. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. He was literally getting into a van going, Ah, oh, you guys, shut up a little light! <laughs> Your face just turned red. It did. It That's really amazing. Red. It was actually really terrifying. Yeah. I was waiting for the eyes to pop out. That's what he was going for. Honestly, I'm prone to retinal detachment, so that probably could happen. Oh, one day. God. Please don't. No. I, I don't. I'm, well, I'm not trying to. <laughs> okay. Andy Circus does this to me. <laughs> I still thought it was, his character was very enjoyable for me, um, so I was disappointed to see him go. But at the same time, Especially the second time through, his character definitely served his purpose, and also in a in a really great way for uh, this specific Black Panther universe film or whatever we want to call it. Because I mean, you have the the interesting idea that he's this evil genius or whatever, but it was somebody who's actually from Wakanda who was really pulling the strings the whole time. So mm. it all worked out. But that being said, still enjoyed his character. Um, I thought all of the female characters here were the best part of the film for me. Yeah. I agree. Um, so. Lupita Nyong'o's character. Uh, so great. What was her name? Nik- Nikia? Nikia? Yeah. Nikia? Nikia? Like, Nikia 
is what people want Killmonger to be. They want like because she's the one who fucking came up with the idea long before T'Challa ever came to that 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 that, that realization. Just so I understand, she played like the guard, like the king's. No, no, oh. she played the spy. She was the love interest. The love. Who played the really quick? Just so I understand, who played the? Uh, her name is Dania. Okay. She's also uh, Michonne from uh, uh, Black. Uh, I'm really racist. Well, Walking Dead. But yes, yeah. I think Nak- she looked familiar. Yeah. I so I looked this up. Nakia becomes a villain at some point mm. in the comics, right? Mm. Mm. I think so, but we'll see. Well, looks like we got a looks like we got a subplot for Infinity War. Uh, yeah, but um, but but anyways, the those two characters, in addition to Shuri, um, Shuri and then even the mother, played by Angela, Angela Bassett. Bassett mm-hmm. um, I thought all of their characters were, for me, the most interesting part of this film. And I, I thought uh, they also... I basically love that they fixed everything. They did! While the boys beat the shit out of each other. And I, yeah. lo- I love the idea that um, Shuri basically... Is a genius and basically... Well, and is leading pretty much the technological, the technological charge. And mm-hmm. then she's put in charge of that. Yeah. Um, and I, I also just love the idea of um, the first meeting that we have between T'Challa and T'Chaka, mm-hmm. uh, where he tells, or, sorry, T'Chaka tells T'Challa that he should surround himself with people he trusts, and then when we see him setting up his whole outreach thing, it's, it's all women. females. Yeah. And By the way, T'Chaka, what an unoriginal name. It's like one letter difference, man. Like, <laughs> grow up. Get your own identity. Jesus Christ. Okay, so getting back to Black <laughs> Panther... Um, <laughs> I, I I thought that was great, and I thought that that was the first time I've seen something like that in mm. the MCU, where they fully embrace the idea that uh, we can have characters be great characters, even if they are female. Yeah. Even though Black Widow has been good, it's really only because of the screen time, because it's Scarlett Johansson, it yeah. feels like at points. It doesn't, so. At this point, it doesn't matter how good Scarlett Johansson is, because... Whatever she's doing, she has to do it in the same space that Tony is sexualizing her. Bruce Banner is trying to court her, yeah. and it's actually awkward because it's usually the reverse, which sure. is, makes yeah. it that much worse. Yeah. Actually, yeah. the Dora Milaje are some of the scariest fucking people in the Marvel universe, just because they are raised from well, the, the the whole backstory for the Dora Milaje is that each of the the members come from one of the the four or so tribes of Wakanda, and they're basically raised from birth to be. Are there five? No, there are more. There are many more uh, Dora Milaje than just no, that. no, no. The tribes, five, I guess. Yeah, from from each of the the yes. four four of the five tribes. The or whatever. Four are the only ones who are still. They're still within part- the vicinity of, of Wakanda. Yeah. Well, the but then they're the ones. Is, yeah, in but the they don't really of, yeah. live with them. They challenge every once in a while. Uh, they, uh, they do now, though, because he was well, in the final the scene. Of- yeah. right. I'm just saying, but, in this movie, yeah, yeah, but, but, but for the, the, the history of the, the Dormelage, mm-hmm. like, they're basically raised from birth in order to... They're kind of ba- dormant. Shut the fuck up. To this is what he does. act as personal bodyguards to the king, whoever that king happens to be. Right. But it's also interesting, and this is sort of a, um, a, a, a story point that 
changes between whoever's writing the comics at the time, and it doesn't actually come apparent into this, is that part of the Dora Milaje is that they are also groomed to act as potential suitors to the Black Panther mm-hmm. in order to elevate the, the the status of whatever respective like tribe actually is like they're they're a member of. So they're that, almost like a yeah. vice president kind of thing. Uh, kind of. So, uh, would you call yourself a Black Panther? Black Panther? Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like how you sounded it out. Yeah. And then said fuck you. Yeah. So really quick before I pass it on to Sam. Yeah. And and again mentioning that I, I Black thought Sam there. I thought this was an enjoyable film. I can't believe you laughed. Just, just start talking over him and yeah. just ignore him. Yeah. Cut out his mic. Yeah. And just oh, only let he him. will not stand for that. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I will sit down. But you're already seated. Oh, that's true. So I did enjoy this film uh, for the most part. Right. But the last thing I will say on my initial thoughts is I absolutely loved the opening scene. Uh, where we kind of show it with using the vibranium. I actually thought it was done mm-hmm. well there. Mm-hmm. Other than the silly vibranium car chase scene that happens and the scene that follows. No, I love that. Uh, with it's, the little toys. It's a, it's a, what did you call it before? It's an embarrassment of riches that they have. That They, <laughs> they have, have no reason to do this. The, but... Well, they have all that fucking vibranium that they can just do whatever yeah. the fuck they want with it. Mm-hmm. But um, specifically. They sewed it in their fucking clothes. They do. Yeah. It is their clothes. Yeah. So the opening scene uh, where we show the history in a you know, pretty quick, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. Um, and then the scene where we see uh, the uncle and the uh, hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. Other, yeah. And the, and the son and then T'Chaka um, come as the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I love that both of those scenes feel so similar to um, the cinematography that happened throughout the film Creed. Uh, because we feel this going around in a circle around everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was such a small thing and such a small part of the film. But I just loved it. Because that's such a great scene in Creed when we have the sort of one take of the boxing match. When we just circle around the yeah. the ring. And it felt so similar to that in those two opening scenes. And I absolutely loved it. Not to mention... No offense to everybody else in the movie, but your best actors in the opening scene, which is Stroey K. Brown. And yeah. um, yes. I didn't know he was going to be in it. I, I didn't know either. Pleasantly a surprise. And I think it shows that because he's only in this movie for two scenes and he's got some of the most emotional yeah. uh, moments in this movie. Uh, man, if we could get like another movie where he it's a flashback only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the scene with him and Michael B. Jordan is so good. Yeah. 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 And I, I love that it starts off as he's a kid and then you see Michael B. Jordan in the exact same outfit. Oh, yeah. man, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I enjoyed this film quite a bit, um, yeah. and I enjoyed it the exact same on a rewatch, so it didn't go down or anything like that, but there are points that just fall right in line with the MCU, and I totally agree with Nick that I think the first hour is where this film separates itself in a good way, and the second hour is just kind of there. So yeah. Let's move on to Sam. Cool. Um, so, where do I start? Um, At the beginning. That's a good place to start. Um, I very much enjoy Marvel films to begin with. Um, but nonetheless, I think that this one really 
shone a little bit brighter than the others. Um, just because although, although like we talked about with like Killmonger and how there's a sense of him or of the, his character somewhat kind of fitting a mold somehow. Um, I think that almost everything else about this film to me, it's very unique and it's very, um, very standalone-ish, um, which I really appreciated that it did not, fall prey to sort of the casting of or not casting but like the the mold of yeah MCU. the mold of like what a superhero movie is um especially a background movie because a lot of those like the you know the uprising of like so and so they all kind of fit into that mold where by the time the end of the film comes you're like yeah i totally saw all this happening um versus not being someone who has read the comics or anything's like any anything like that mm-hmm. for Black Panther, I was, I mean, I was engaged the entire time. Um, I sat with a full bladder for the second half of the film because I did not want to get up to like go like and miss anything that occurred. Um, mainly because I knew that the instant I got up, something important would happen. Um, but you missed the first post credit scene. It was terrible. It's a, it wasn't. Oh, that. It's a travesty. It's okay. Um, <laughs> fucking bladders. <laughs> um, I think one of the one of the reasons why this film really stuck out to me is like what you said, Alex, about women. Um, there are so many like powerful female characters, um, and I I really like the directing of it too because um, so like. The women are generals, um, and that when you see, so when they are, um, when they're on the boat and they're going through, like, to do the rituals and everything, the women are at the front, and the male, like, kind of, like, I guess army men, Mm. I guess you could call them, um, or warriors, are at the back of the boat. Um, And and that's sort of the the pushing of, of, of that and really highlighting the power of women um, colored women in particular is really profound to me. Um, I really enjoyed seeing that in in a piece for once, um, and not giving women sort of the stereotypical like costuming either. Like, oh look, there's a big bust, gotta play that one up. Yeah. Versus, you know, they actually had. It's never happened before in cinema. No, never, <laughs> never. especially particularly um, not with Black Black Widow at all. Never. No. It's never happened. Not with latex either. Never. That, no. that was only like all of the films. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nick is just sitting there. <laughs> He's like, what? Um. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember both of them. <laughs> Shithead. Anyway, con- Sam, please um, continue. Anyway, I'm sorry for these. Um, that was something that really stood out to me about this film and one of the many reasons why I liked it. Um, Another reason is just the how, and I've said this about other films like um, Del Toro films, but there's something aesthetically beautiful about the way that it's done. Um, the I love that there's such vibrant colors. The costuming in this was just outstanding to me. If I, this yes. doesn't win Best Costumes, I will be upset. And I don't usually say that about a Marvel movie winning yeah. any awards. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting is I watched... Um, the 
the casino scene, there was a, a commentary video that was released in promotion for Black Panther where Ryan Coogler was talking about, like, the making of the scene and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, one thing I did not notice that until he actually, like, brought it apparent was that the the color coordination between T'Challa's suit and Okoye's uh, dress yes. and Nakia's uh, dress as well mm-hmm. is that it's it's – Red, it's black, and it's green, which is which are the the colors of the the Pan African flag, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah, it's like that. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. When like, I like how too really quick on mm-hmm. that note yeah. that all the tribes hearken to a different. Uh, I don't even know what I'm like a real life. Um, yeah, like African. Yes, African tradition. Like, there's, aesthetic, yeah. there's certain you know, like there's the futuristic. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Uh, certain historical tribal like dresses and whatnot. So I just appreciated that there was like yeah. such a healthy mix and not like fetishizing anything mm-hmm. in one particular, which would have basically then just you know uh, what do you call it? Just boxed in mm-hmm. black identity. In right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, that. I, I mean, that's a perfect way of saying it. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. He's going to go home um, and write in his journal about that later. So, <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Sam said something nice to me. <laughs> Dear God. Um, what, he reads my journals. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> yes. he reads one of them. The other one I keep locked up. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Um, now that people know way more about you, yeah. um, I think You're something. Welcome. <laughs> um, another aspect of this film that I really appreciated was um, that although, I mean, there's fight scenes in every Marvel film, um, I felt like some of we these. We get it. Were, uh, violence. Some of these were actually a little fresh to me, um, specifically the South Korea one um, that we, I know we mentioned about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there was something um, different to me about that versus like the, I, I think it might have been part of the cinematography of that scene. Because um, all the other ones kind of are like far away camera angles yeah. and like, let's watch it in a stadium setting sort of feel. Um, versus this one you actually felt integrated into what was going on. Yeah. Um, Marvel seems to be realizing that the high-speed, quick-cut thing is just not, not, not fooling working. anybody. And well, it's just not, it's just not appealing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the action like this and some of the action we saw in Civil War and even the newest Thor film seems like they're moving in yeah. a different direction, which is great. I'll say uh, to what ex- exactly you're saying. Uh, I'm with you if this is what you're saying. But sometimes, like, at the, at the waterfall, mm-hmm. I felt like Ryan Coogler was slightly out of sync in the sense that he was trying to highlight the grandeur of yes. the imagery instead of capturing the, the fight in the best way possible, whereas South Korea, he didn't have that problem because instead of trying to give a tableau-like image, he just focused on what was the best shot for each. Uh, so I'm with you in that, for me at least, it peaked uh, as far as just tonally and uh, visually comprehensible with mm-hmm. South Korea. But for the most part, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. I think kind of speaking to that, there, this isn't <laughs> – it's not entirely free from the mold of Marvel. And I think that's definitely seen more in the later half of the film. And I started to get that feeling, um, especially after um, Killmonger took over the throne. Yeah. Um, I started to get that feeling like this is really turning back into a, a, a 
kind of cookie cutter Marvel film. It still maintained its uniqueness, but it fell a little bit more into the mold. Um, so kind of like when you spill Jello, but it's not entirely in the mold. It's only kind of partly in the mold. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And I see um, blue Jello, not green. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Very important. Very important. Um, but that. Um, so no, kind of. <laughs> Um, kind of going Sorry. on that discussion of like I know Toussaint had mentioned it. I think you had mentioned it too, Nick. Can we please um, not and, talk about blue milk? No, not <laughs> okay. that. No, no. Okay, good. Um, about the 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 first half of the film is probably my favorite part of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that's really strong about it that it really kind of solidifies its standing in the in the universe. Um, versus the second half, I kind of. I mean, I was still engaged with it. I was still entertained for the most part. Um, and for the purposes of the plot, I completely understand, like, why it had to go a certain route. But I do have to say that the um, the the war scene, of course, fighting against um, just kind of in general, um, it felt kind of almost too elongated. In, in portions. It was an absolute mess. It felt yeah. like a preview of Infinity War. It kind of... But you have yeah. no idea who the characters are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With nobody who's showing up in Infinity War besides any Wakanda. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, Wakandans um, are going to be in. No, I'm saying besides. Yeah. 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 No um, other. Can I, I, can I say really quickly, I thought Daniel Kaluuya's character was just a huge waste of time. Well, I want to talk about that character a little bit. Yeah. I, I want to say... I have the second First time... of all, get out, man. <laughs> okay. So second of all, get out. The first time, his voice and the way he enunciated words was reminding me of somebody who already was in the MCU. And the second time, affirmed that, and I knew exactly who it was. And it was somebody who's related to Black Panther. And it was the Zemo character played by Danielle Bruhl yeah. in the uh, Civil War. He's related. Oh, Ooh, I know which one you're talking about. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it was, I thought it was It familiar. was annoying the fuck out of me I will say the his time through. I will say his cadence uh, and his voice like the whole time I was staring at him during I'm like that's Daniel Kaluuya right but every time he opened his mouth I'm like but is it like it was kind of yeah like I, I understand accents but there was mm-hmm. something weird yeah there was that. the whole the whole package for me was just weird because you you have him in the relationship with the general, but then he breaks away, but yeah. then he comes back at the end. So, it, it, yeah, it, it the, was all just very the, weird. There's, to me. there's some. It was stuff very to, uh, poorly paced. Even if I like the idea of yeah. his character, personally, kind of going off of that uh, yeah. as some some final initial thoughts. Please, um, I definitely think that some aspects of character could uh, or and particular some characters themselves could have been kind of fleshed out a little bit more um especially since we saw them for like good portions um and i think um like you guys have even mentioned before about the idea for a sequel for black panther Mm -hmm. it does make me nervous um because i i don't know how i feel with what sort of villain would come up next, or even like an um, an antihero would come up next? It would be interesting, given what's happened in the Black Panther comics, if it wasn't necessarily a. I would be really interested to see a Black Panther sequel that doesn't necessarily have a villain, but just has a central conflict at the heart of it, which is yeah. like the what what's. Well, what, what, what's at the heart of, of, of Black Panther in a lot of ways is 
I just have to a- ask this quick question. Sam, have you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? I promise this matters. Like the uh, film or the TV show? The TV show. show. Yes, oh. I've watched the TV okay. show. Okay, 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 okay. No, we're not, uh, no, we're not going to. No, no, no. no, no. Okay, okay. That okay. film is, is an abomination. Yeah, it's I'm awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. So I, I watched five minutes of it and I was ready to just, I, I was ready to lay myself that on was the tracks. A I really want to watch it. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> tough tough so, time in M. Night's so, career. So wheeling it back, back to, to this. Yes. Yeah. Black Panther, the way that I explain it is Black Panther is essentially the avatar of Wakanda because he can basically totally refer back to like all these different he can past bend li- air. No, he can he can refer back to all these different past no lifetimes from you right now. of people through his his family line who have served as Black Panther. He's able to consult with them and basically has to serve as sort of the he's the anointed protector of Wakanda. It's like that's sort of like what that family tradition is in a lot of ways, right? But when you have this 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 king character who introduces Wakanda into like the larger span of the world, which is unprecedented. That's never happened before. Like, there's not a, a lot that you can really refer back to your ancestors in that sort of way. Right. So that he's sort of on his own, and with Wakanda not necessarily entering into a into necessarily an industrial age, but sort of a global age, like a, a, an age of globalization. Yeah. Then it introduces it to. Different forms of ideas of governance, of other other ideas of culture, of 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 hegemony, and other other forms like that. Mm-hmm. So really, it would be interesting. And I don't I don't think that I don't think that the MCU it's is is capable of of really having that sort of that sort of dialogue, that sort of mm-hmm. story. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that Black Panther could totally entertain. Oh, yeah. in, 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 the, in this context that I think that it totally has the potential to do that but it's going to have it's going to always try to refer back to the mold of having a bad guy that you need to punch at the end and a big mm-hmm. set piece and shit like that but really the, the central question of a, of a future Black Panther film should be um, does, does, Wakanda, does Wakanda even need a king anymore right. and, if, and if they do need a king it's T'Challa that king it's like it, it, that, that's something that I feel like would be interesting to explore in a, a future context. Um, would you? I, I think oh. even in the sense of conflict too, um, that that's something that's a bit more important um, for for that community, right? Um, versus, I don't think other aspects of the Mar- Marvel universe need that kind of conflict. I think they need to fight some sort of big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus, I think that Wakanda is, I mean, they're advanced enough Mm -hmm. in in their, not only in their technology, but even it seems like in their societal construct Mm -hmm. that they can kind of be beyond that notion of we have to fight off, you know, one villain at a time. Right, There are bigger things that we need to be concerned with. Right. Um, Which I think is kind of previewed in this film, too. Even, like, their their conversations about... um, the other tribes as well as others throughout the world Mm -hmm. that and that conflict of you know do we do something for them do we not do something for them right um and i think that says a lot to that aspect of it um and to that that kind of i guess ground um conflict that that will probably always exist because there are going to be the people who don't want to and and there's going to be the people that want to yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about the politics of Black Panther in this. Mm-hmm. Can I just mention really quick? Right. The I don't remember his name, but the Daniel Kaluuya. Wakabi. Wakabi. Like, yeah. Right. Wakabi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but his arc, like I said, is poorly paced. But I do think he would be loyal to the king. I think he would vote for T'Challa a second time if oh, he could. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. That the all, that's all you had? Yeah, that's his get out. I wouldn't okay. say that's and all I had. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of diminishing what I have to contribute to the podcast. <laughs> damn it. So uh, that's the end of my initial thoughts. So we can time. open it up. Okay. Do you think Umbuktu is the Appa of Wakanda? I don't even... What the fuck did you just say? Well, you you were comparing yes. Wakandan characters to Avatar characters. So uh-huh. I was comparing Mbaktu so, to Appa. Mbaktu? Really quick. Who's the guy? He's not Appa. He is not an Appa. You kind of seem like an Appa. He wears like a big furry goat. Not like oh that. Oh my god. Okay, now I understand. Appa. Now I understand what you're so talking I'm about. So I'm laying down Avatar references and you're not. No, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck. He's on a different wavelength. Yeah. Appa. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm ready to talk you about. Can't... I'm t- I'm I'm yeah. here ready to talk about political praxis between yeah. like Killmonger and, and Black Panther. That's so You're fucking talk- boring. Yeah. Before we get into that, can we talk about Michael B. Jordan's deep cuts into anime? Yeah, he loves anime. <laughs> even even Killmonger's uh, Killmonger's costume apparently is patterned after that of Vegeta's from. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Like somebody what? actually actually compared That's the two. That's why the and, hair was like. Yeah, that. and I was. Yeah. Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. Makes oh. So much more sense. Yeah. I was wondering what was serious? going on for a moment. I was like, Yeah. Well, now I you don't lost know me. If that's just a costuming design. Yeah. Choice. That's a, and I was like, Okay, but it definitely. It's like Basquiat like, dreads and stuff like that. But feels a little different. Like the. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's very that's hmm. that's Vegeta. That's okay. that's totally Vegeta. Um. But, yeah, what were you saying? You were wanting to talk about politics. Oh, yes, yes, I wanted to talk about politics in a little bit way. Um, so we have, like, Killmonger and we have Black Panther, and they both have, like, sort of their um, opposing uh, philosophies as to how Wakanda should move forward in the beginning. So you have, like, T'Challa in the beginning who is trying to retain the isolationist bent of Wakanda that has existed up to that point. And then you have Killmonger who enters into the fray who's basically saying, like, look, all these other – Horrible things have been happening to black people all across the world, and you've just been sitting pretty. You have all these weapons. You have all these resources that could actually be helping people. And all the people who make decisions are pretty much rich. Are pretty much rich, mm-hmm. and they're just they're, – they're just, That's they, not their fault. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, and they, they're, they're, they're just sort of like sequestering it for themselves. And between these two is like whether we should do something or whether we should not do something. And – a lot of people have been sort of like positioning as like Killmonger being like a hero in and of itself, like. But I don't really see it that way. And another reference to uh, to Avatar, <laughs> Sam, have you seen Legend of Korra? I have not. Fuck. I'm sorry. You got to see Legend of Korra. Okay. Anyway, so wheeling it back. I haven't from... even seen the end of like. You're Avatar. not even gonna ask me if I've seen it. Have you no. seen Legend of Korra? Okay, that's great. Um, anyway, own it. It's, it's it's on my show. You should definitely watch it. I gotta finish Avatar first. You should, yeah. It, that sounds not good. literally because I know you can watch Korra, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, but anyways, like, um, what I'm I'm eventually trying to get at is that it's not that Killmonger is a solution to a problem, but rather he is a symptom of a much larger problem, yep. in that he is a creation of the extremes for which this society is willing to go in order to preserve its isolationism and its secrecy in that it is willing to even abandon, if not outright kill its own in order to, no, to they 
do outright kill their own. Yeah, the, murders. Right, right. Pretty much. But yeah. Yeah, it was like in, in order to basically... But that's... Oh. Yeah, we're going to continue. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, but that's also what I think this movie gets right, which is that that's the politics of an individual. Mm-hmm. I don't think in a, you know, at their meeting that they would all agree that he should necessarily kill uh, Killmonger's mm-hmm. father to, right. just to cover up something like that. But that's where that, just like Killmonger, the individualized perception of a community's politics mm-hmm. can get very skewed because a human being left alone mm-hmm. has their own emotions and their own ideas mm-hmm. as to how to accomplish, which, which is why Wakanda, I think, is stronger together. Yeah. Hence the um, whatever tribe coming to help them. Yeah. So I, I, I liked how that fit thematically. Which, even having said that, then that draws into the question the the efficiency or the efficacy of even having a king if it's going to be centralized in that way with with the king's uh, perspective centralizing well, it's, that it's, of that of the community's yeah. opinion. It's hard to say anything necessarily about the king because I feel like the king is an integral part of their being an actual superhero character here because mm-hmm. if there is a Black Panther, then he's pretty much the king anyway. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting, and I say interesting meaning... I'm not ter- sure how I feel about it. What's interesting about sorry, sorry. What's, what's interesting about <laughs> finish my sentence, Black, please. Black Panther. What what you just said right now, mm-hmm. I didn't really like clue into this because it's so obvious. It's like what's exceptional about Black Panther is that he's not a vigilante within his own society. He is actually the center of his society in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Like he's. He, he is he's that, the anointed one. He is the anointed yeah. one. He, he's, he is the guy who everybody turns to for help and does not have to live outside the fringes of the law or conceal himself. Everybody knows who he is. So, yeah. Anyway, what are you saying? I was going to be like you and very nerdily compare this to something else. Please. Just to kind of highlight uh, just something here at the center. Yeah. So – the idea that these five tribes, but really four because the fifth doesn't show up for like the, the meeting, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, that, that they would essentially anoint one of them to be their leader is very antithetical, uh, which is what I don't think they realize. Uh, now, to, yeah. really quickly. Okay. The, now, the, Sam, this is where you tell him really quickly. And you... <laughs> what? <laughs> The original Black Panther was not... This better be a Punisher Warzone joke, or I swear to God. The original Black Panther wasn't anointed, right? Um, It just happened to be one of those people that... Well, I don't know how it power. started, but, yeah. but this is the state they're in. Yeah. Yeah. But but it just continuing that same... No, no, why. I'm not saying I don't understand how they got here. Oh, right. But I, just when yeah, it comes okay. to... Why they perpetuate this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at a, a show called Babylon 5. Okay. So that whole premise is that there's a space station called Babylon 5. Why? <laughs> I know, right? And You've been on the show too many times. <laughs> and there are five major races. And is that each why one... there's a five? Oh. Babylon 5? Actually, no. It's actually because it's the fifth station. The one through four. Oh. You know one through... He just paused in order to clap back. <laughs> He just, he just loaded the spring and just yeah. let go. Yeah. One through four failed, basically. Although they did recontact with four because they went through a vortex. That's anyway, great. Um, anyway. 
But uh, there's like five or so main races, and each one of them have their own representative. And Babylon 5 is supposed to be the neutral zone in which the races throughout the entire universe can, I guess, work out their shit. Their DMZ. Yeah. <clears throat> now, what's interesting about something like that is that unlike something like Black Panther, they have to look to another race, which is the humans, <laughs> because, of course, if they show on Earth, um, to help solve their problems and whatnot. So it's like, would Wakanda, I I hesitate to say, would they serve better by, like, looking outside of themselves to, you know, like, whatever you call it, to uh, help lead themselves? Because by nature of saying that they're all four or five of them, are equal or whatever, but then anointing one of them, whoever wins the challenge, as the leader, they kind of basically just smack down the idea that they're working together because I, I, I just find it so interesting that they have distinct identities right. as tribes, and yet they're all so willing to basically say, yes, one person is king, and this five-person cabal doesn't really mean shit. I mean, they voice their opinions, but, yeah. but but the idea is but that... But it's essentially T'Challa's but, choice, right? But the idea is, is, I mean, and it all boils back to the idea of that there, this is all here because we have to have a superhero from it. Right. But at the, at the same time, especially from the, you know, brief two-minute outline that's given early in the film, the Black Panther is this person that is always supposed to be there to almost be like this guardian mm-hmm. and be the person who is the chosen one of Wakanda. So like they all agree that somebody needs to, needs be, to the, be that needs to be the Black Panther and and yeah. it's 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 typical traditional that this family line is usually the one that is anointed as as the Black Panther. What what I'm I'm interested in is like that's some when, when British shit. No, when you're saying no, that, that's, that's another thing. And that, yet, that, no, no, they're no, no, speaking no, 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 no. Like this is really interesting. What you're, what you you hint at right now, because I feel like there's, it's a lot more complicated than than we're giving it credit for. Because what you're saying is like these 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 distinct groups either like come together and they sort of like abdicate their role and their own agency and their power in, in lieu of this 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 common guardian that they have. But it's not like this goes entirely unquestioned. Like T'Challa it, what's interesting to me is that T'Challa is not some spoiled brat. It's 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 not something that is 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 just handed to him through through dint of him being the next in line. Like you have to fight in a trial of a, a trial by death, a trial of combat to either either yield or die, and you only get one shot at it. Really, mm-hmm. it's like to really get it. It's like so you can't just like cop out for the rest of your life. You need oh, yeah. to actually prepare for that because it's not just like it. It, it really is earning the respect of yes. the other tribes in order no. to like come to that point. I, I'm British saying monarchy where you're like, oh, here comes the next one. But then Killmonger does have that one line that's like the. The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire, which is exactly a a, 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 a a permutation of the sun never sets on the British Isles because of colonization. That's all so I'm like mostly saying when, I, I, like, when I made the joke about the British right, thing. Yeah. It's just that I think what's 
good and realistic right. that I think their politics are flawed. Right. Not bad. Right. But the idea that no political system is perfect, and in this case, this is what I think is their um, ultimate flaw, which is why you can have a person like uh, Killmonger randomly become king when that's mm-hmm. probably not in the best interest of anybody. Right. In fact, literally the moment Killmonger becomes uh, king, I was like, oh boy, that's a very Trumpian like under, yeah. uh, yeah. underdog story as yeah. far as like, oh, I'm just going to come in here and say a few words. Well, and... he has the real bloodline. so That is true. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, when, I guess what I'm saying when I say that like it's bullshit that this one person is being annoyed, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad writing or anything like right. that, but that I would almost that love if a sequel... Had more infighting and more uh, of a dissection that's, into the prat, uh, the the pitfalls of something like this. That's what I think too. I think that like what that I, I think is where they should go with the sequel. What I like the most about the the Tanasi Coates um, arc um, for for Black Panther is that it tackles that very same question of like with like and, and there's another event. Is that like, who Tanasi Coates is? Tennessee Coates does a lot of stuff. I'll talk about him later. No, um, no, no, no. I'm saying like, is he, that what he's famous for? He did he write Black Panther? I mean, he writes comics? he writes the the current ongoing like Black Panther comics. That's what I just had no idea because I I know who he is as far as he's like, also an, the things he says. Yeah, and, he's also and, a, a national correspondent for the Atlantic and, and mm-hmm. a right, right, right. I just didn't stuff. realize that. Yeah, that's, but, yeah. That's also one of the things that he does that. too. Um, what's what's interesting about the the Coates arc is that it also looks at sort of the the decentralization of power from this singular entity that is the Black Panther and understanding like where does a nation have to go forward after a massive a massive event that not only changes that not that not only changes the the status of that nation within regards to how it fits within the whole global landscape, but also how a nation views itself. Can I ask a really random question? What's up? What if Martin Freeman's character challenged no. Black Panther and he snuck a berry when they weren't looking and he won? Would they just accept that? How would he be... Huh. He's not part of the group, so yeah. that's another thing. Because the, 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 that's another thing. Neither was Killmonger. I'm, I'm, no, but I'm he's gonna, got the royal I'm, bloodline. I'm, I'm on, gonna. Man. I'm, I'm gonna hey, totally. Man, anyone can fake that I'm, lip thing. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally like skew away from that because that's another thing. He, he's not Wakandan, so he doesn't really have a claim to be able to actually like like contest that through yeah. through oh, tribal combat. Well, now you what? You're gonna ask for his birth certificate? I mean, you do have yes. to. You do have to be like <laughs> yes. a natural born American. Oh, can I ask a really like, random question? About the for... actual random question. Yeah, sure. Is the lip. Is that to signify Wakandan or to signify a certain tribe? That's to, I think it's a, this to signify a war dog. A war dog. Yeah. What's a war dog? Someone who goes out from Wakanda to oh, go into yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody who's basically an installed spy within a. Mm-hmm. I thought like every Wakandan had that. No, no, it's just because I'm racist. It, no, it's 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 specifically for them, and it's and it's only people who who are outside and children have that those sort of like well that. Oh my God! There's so much to explain. Well, Any, anyway, anyway, no, 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 no. I'm genuinely asking because I didn't know. Yeah, like it, it's it's. Um, damn it! Now I forgot what I was going to actually talk about. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, there, there's a lot to actually unpack from. Stop fingering that Kleenex. Box. Shut the fuck wow. up. Anyway, 
Oh my god! That was maybe the greatest moment in film tank history. Oh my god! That oh. was awesome. Wow. <sighs> like you're distracting. Okay, okay, so you were talking about Martin Freeman. Yeah. Like, what, what if he won the challenge? Okay, Fabulous so segue. okay, so okay, this this is what I was talking about. I was like, and he took like the heart shaped berry. That's another thing. Like the heart shaped berry. Uh, uh, Garden is destroyed now, so what do we do after that? Like, he can't afford to lose his powers again. Like, maybe they'll find a way to be, like, able to regrow it, but I don't know. I mean, there's a question I had, actually. Right. Because they used the final one on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious as to... How long does it take to grow those? Right. Well, and even do they have Can other they? seeds, uh, like, right. in... I mean, if we're... T- somewhere hidden or If something? this is anything like Stardew Valley... All you have to do is wait till the next season, and you should be able to grow some other seeds. What the fuck would Wakanda be like, Stardew Valley? Mm. They're both fictional places. Okay, then. That's great. <laughs> what if Martin Freeman won because <sighs> he literally tabletopped Black Panther? All right, like, what other conversations like, do we have Killmonger just <laughs> Killmonger just pushes him off the waterfall at what? Okay. What's up? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Change this up just a little bit from the way that okay, Nick is I mean, going. Okay. I feel like Thank there's a you. lot yeah. to discuss here, but no, no. <laughs> yes, Alex, what do you want to talk about? So, going forward for the, I totally lost my train of thought now. God damn it, I hate you so much. I barely said anything that time. Okay. I'm dumb. You said you were going to change it up. I did, and I honestly cannot remember. Going forward for the Black Panther like yeah, film no, franchise. I, I got nothing. Okay. Martin so... Freeman, Killmonger. I'm just saying phrases that were used. Martin the... Freeman, Killmonger. Black Panther, Berries, Black Panther. Stardew Valley. That's not going to help. Martin, Andy Circus. Martin Freeman, even <laughs> if he were to somehow miraculously win a trial by combat <laughs> with the Black Panther, I do not believe... Listen, you guys that, laugh, I but do not believe that he would this be... This might be the thing that gets me into writing fan fiction. He would not be allowed <laughs> to become the leader of Wakanda simply, simply for the fact that he is not a natural-born Wakandan. Mm-hmm. He is not... He's, okay, yeah, go okay. Go, go, go. Okay, so, I feel like it is at least the groundwork is laid for a female to become the Black Panther at some point during the MCU. Yes, yeah. I agree. Especially with how prevalent the female characters were and how powerful they were. There's it's a, happened before. There's a couple lines. I basically thought that was going to happen in this movie. When Which they saved awesome. the berry, I generally thought that That's one of them I was going to eat it. Yeah. And I was like all ready for it. And the fact that it didn't happen, like fine. But man, I was a little sad, that would have kind of really raised that second hour for me. But the, And here's the problem. And, and I guess this is something that's kind of... It doesn't go against what the logic of this film is, but at the same time, it just raises the, this to a weird level where it seems like as long as there's enough of the berries to go around, anyone can just be Black Panther at any time. I was surprised I by how many yeah. berries there yeah. were. Like normally, I don't get into. Like, I love the fucking Michael B. Jordan line, though. You can just burn all that shit. We're yeah, not going to need that, that. That was. I mean, it was a good villain line. I agree. Yeah, but I would assume that those are very highly guarded. Yes, but but the idea know. that if anyone just gets their hand on it, they can just become Black Panther is kind of weird to me. Mm. In I, the superhero realm. I, I think... Know. If anyone gets a hold of Tony's suit. <laughs> there might be... To me... Yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, these things are collateral property. <laughs> 
for some of the berries, I think I thought there's I had something there. maybe like a societal agreement. Sorry. I'm just going to keep yeah, talking. Yeah, it's in the continuum. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's how you, you do it here. Please. Um, I think it's kind of like it's one of those societal norms that you know, like that the people of Wakanda know not to touch them because it's not for them. That it is. It's for... only for Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's only for the the chosen leader, yeah. essentially. Right. And I think in you in some cultures too throughout the world, whether it's past, present, potentially even future, just rulings and things like that, there is kind of a, a an unspoken trust about certain things that occur within certain types of government governments, or even like with certain types of, um, I guess, products or things like that that mm-hmm. you could say. Um, and I kind of felt like. At that point, um, it was a very futuristic society at that point because there was a lot more trust built into the system than maybe most of the other Marvel films have mm. um, in those like societal structures. Hey, man, I, I stole a heart-shaped herb. You want to you wanna try it? It's like, dude, you're going to get fucking murdered by the Dora Milaje if they fucking find right. out. yeah. You're going to get fucking murdered. <laughs> I, and I think that's an actual, like... That's the unspoken agreement among, yeah. among the people, and yeah. and I think that's pretty amazing to yeah. me that they've gotten to that point where, I mean, in that sense, it's kind of like a, a futuristic kind of like sci-fi film to me, where mm. it's projecting things that you know but, this is where we kind of hope the, society. The will weird go part maybe of one day. the weird part of it to me though is that they have this whole room where there are just probably like thirty of these around. Mm-hmm. Are there going to be 30 king deaths in the next time no, long? But no, they just got to, you know, make sure of it in case the crop dies, that there's enough there. Well, and if... So uh, they, uh, for for well, whatever reason that the that the king might lose his powers, there's always yeah. going to be backups in that in that yeah, space. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just something that's, like, it's ceremonial spirit. Kind of like in real life when you have that list of people that take over for the president. Like, why do we need to deputize that 17th person in line? Mm-hmm. But we do because... God forbid, you the know. Chain of command. Right. right. Um, also, wink, wink, somebody who's playing a nefarious <laughs> plot. Jesus Christ. Um, I did love. I don't think Jesus will be involved, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I did love both times that Black Panther had his powers taken away because, boy, that's the first time I feel like in the MCU that. One of the characters, other than maybe Thor in his first film, loses their powers and kind of has to yeah. fight in a world where they just need to be actually a good fighter or fight for what they believe in or whatever. And, and I like the idea of how that is whole, the, the whole thing just plays out, especially in the, the, even though the whole CGI part of it is silly to me, um, I love that scene uh Otherwise, so I was just going to say that as someone who doesn't know Black Panther mythology or anything like Mm -hmm. that, I genuinely had no idea that like the challenges. Well, no, not even the challenges, but that Black Panther doesn't just innately have his powers. I had no idea that it was something given to him Mm -hmm. and taken away from uh, in those things. So I thought that was very good. Yeah, it was very good. I mentioned it to Nick and Toussaint last week, but. Boy, I mean, well, first of all, the the whole storyline that Joss Whedon set up in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron with Ulysses Claw obviously got sidelined here. Um, yeah, and also well, too, so did his marriage. Love that. Thank um, you, Nick. 
He's great. the gift that keeps on giving. It's great. So the whole Black Panther appearance in Civil War just feels so odd to me. Yeah, it was just a way of introducing that character. I understand that. But when you have that, and then you have this entire film play out, it's like, wait a minute. Such a better beginning for Black yes, Panther than... Yeah. because did we really yeah. need him to be like, well, my father's dead, so now I don't actually become Black Panther until next week, but I get to be him for now because the plot says so. It's, it's, a, it's a weird reversal of what is typical of, of most like non-core Avengers... I'm thinking of like you have like the the Doctor Strange film that it, there's no fucking reason for that film to exist. Other, but we didn't other, see other, him before other, his origin story. Other, other than to to frame him so that he can be a cameo in Thor Ragnarok. Ant Man, I think, is a totally fucking disposable film, and really, Ant Man didn't become interesting until his cameo in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Versus this, like the role reversal is that. Black Panther starts out as a cameo, and then he gets his own main film. Which showed a Spider-Man, but the Spider-Man felt a little more organic to me. Where and this... now I almost uh... like, no, dislike Black Panther's role in Civil War a little less. Now that mm. I know his film that's to be, although in this mm. case it now exists, right. will already cover the exact same ground that his little subplot covers as far as dealing with the death of his father and living up to uh, all I'm saying is all he has to offer in civil war will be, a, is, will is be reacting sum, summed up and elapsed in to something that he will expand upon in his own movie right. and I felt like it probably could have like the the UN assassination probably could have been the start of this movie I'm not saying the the literal opening scene or mm-hmm. something like that but like that could have been part of the fabric of this story because it is literally and yet the idea of the MCU cheapens the idea that we can't have Oh a you want to see that you're going to have to see the other movie yeah right yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's uh I want I want to make one last note because yeah. I know that we're we're getting longer into this but mm-hmm. the David uh, Kaluuya character of I think it's Wakabi. Wakabi. That's what you were saying. Yeah, Wakabi or, or Wabaki or, or <laughs> Wabaki. I think I think it's Wakabi. Okay, Wabaki. Wakabi is the. He's basically one of the generals that serves on the borders of Wakanda that basically like secures and stuff like that. And the whole story about his arc is that Ulysses Claw was one of the people like Ulysses Claw killed his his family like thirty years ago when he was like a kid. And they've been trying to hunt him down ever since. And he is, I presume to think, one of T'Challa's best friends since before he became king. Since before he like, okay, no, wait, 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 wait. And wait, wait, wait. love also, interest. Also, yeah, and also, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Okay, let me, let, let me uh, try, try to try to pace it. Back. Let me try to pace this out. So T'Challa goes on his mission. They're not able to get. Um, they're not able to get Ulysses Claw and Wakabi obviously feels very uh, disappointed in that because he trusts his friend. He, he he even asked to be on that mission so that he could fight alongside his friend and be able to get them together because this per- getting this person means so much to him. And then he has this new character who comes by who's not disappointing him, but rather the way that he introduces himself is like, hey, this guy who you fucking hated your entire life, the, the person that your best friend told you he was going to be able to get, but he wasn't able to get, well, now I have him. How does, does he know all that? 
doesn't even because he literally fucking like shows him the body. He shows him the fucking body no, right no, no, there. No, no, no. no, how does he know he all about Wakabi's character? Like, how does he know? That, that was kind of a weird. The plot whole point. backstory of. I don't think he did. I don't he think says, I don't I don't think he even if he doesn't say the whole story he basically says you know this I guy think, you've always wanted yeah I've got it I think he knows I think generalities I think it's just generality because I think that he's yeah, like but it's just kind of like a oh that's a coincidence Ulysses Claw is is apparently like public enemy number one for uh, Wakanda because Which, he why did his character get killed off fifty minutes into the film I don't know uh, but anyway like then you have Wakabi who agrees to basically. Um, allow this guy to have claim to the throne just because he just feels spurned by his friend. And then at the end and then at the end, when he eventually does surrender, um, and we, we, we see the scene from behind where T'Challa's walking into the actual throne room, we see that Mbaku is in the is in the throne room and all the other advisors are in the throne room. Well uh Wakabi is not there. So where the yeah. fuck is Wakabi? Is he is he basically in jail for acting as a something as a, not so chill happened? Yeah, as a as a um, attaché to a attempted coup. Like I was I mean, actually curious about that. Right there is there is no are we good scene between those two. Oh There's no, no, they're not good. No, I don't no. think they're good. He sent the rhinos after them. The fucking rhinos. <laughs> That are armored too, nonetheless. Yeah. If yeah. they're not intimidating without armor, yeah. and they come like charging at you with like metal plates right. on their heads and bodies, yeah. and their horns, that's it. I, I'd run. I think yeah. that it would be interesting to see what his role would be in a, either in Infinity War, which I don't think he will have a role in Infinity War. If in another standalone like Black Panther film, I would like to see where that character is. And... So the worst part for me is that I feel like he may get another role in one of the Marvel films just because of Get Out, which sucks because he wasn't really worth it for me in this film. Yeah. So, uh. yeah. so Toussaint, why don't you give us your final thoughts on, on Black Panther and Final thoughts? I have basically just spilled my entire brain about this film. I'll probably be thinking about it like... Many weeks after the fact, I did really, I really enjoyed this. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I am fascinated with the implications of sort of the the real life parallels and ideas that it comes to bear. Just the brazenness of that, because there's just not any other other Marvel film that is willing to entertain that. Mm -hmm. They're mostly just entirely fixated on a a, a realm of fantasy, which just which just makes it kind of fucking weird to try to reconcile. The idea of of like a film like Captain America: Winter Soldier, where it has like that whole like spy intrigue surrounding Shield, and like there's bad guys in Shield, and they're doing evil shit and stuff like that. And, oh, but actually, it's controlled by Hydra and shit like that. There was where, a lot. Happening where the there. fuck does that put the CIA then? Like, I don't know what the fuck's going. What what is going on here? Like, maybe that's why I'm, there's more conspiracy did, theorists. Did, they were busy working on what was was, ah. was was Hydra <laughs> the one who was who was sending like dissident don't. soldiers? into other countries don't, don't do in order yourself. to destabilize places in order to like spread like you like, don't want like, to do this like american hegemony or something like that yeah this like, is a rabbit hole that this, has no end this is a this is a real fuck that, and that's why i like about this movie that it's actually able to like spark that sort of rabbit hole because i don't think that there's been any other marvel film that's actually like elicited that sort of that that sort of thought so i really enjoyed this i think i would give this anywhere between a I'm hovering around a three and a half to 
four. Why don't you pick one? I'll do a three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I think if there's going to be a sequel and it entertains the idea of Martin Freeman becoming Black Panther, that it could really be successful if it did it in like the vein of those 90s comedies where a child very like coincidentally accidentally gets an adult job like like blank check where he gets a blank check and he you know writes for a million I dollars. love that film because he had a water slide going out of his I room. know right anyway that's what I foresee Martin Freeman's I tenure oh in God. in Wakanda um moving on to my <laughs> thoughts of this movie I thought it was okay I thought even though it has good Things. Um, so specific. Martin Freeman. Thank you. <laughs> yes, even though it, even though Martin Freeman gives an amazing <laughs> performance. Don't forget about Stan Lee. Oh boy. Oh, oh man, can I just talk about how that yes. cameo yes. was just the smartest, most meta cameos that no seriously. They no. made fun of him for stealing money from Marvel for yeah, all these I, years. I read an article uh. just so everybody knows what I'm talking about. I read an article in which somebody tried to argue that the Stanley cameo was so great because <laughs> Stan Lee was actually making fun of himself because of the way he co-ops his partner's he property sure and he'll take their ma- I'm like, nope. He genuinely thought he was in a casino and he forgot that he was on the set of a movie, especially because he was surrounded by black people. So, uh, I gotta say, Black Panther... That's the Hennessy. Yeah. yeah. Black Panther it gets a lot of things right, but at the end of the day, I don't think it truly sheds its identity as part of a whole that and that whole I'm not interested in still so I unfortunately just have to give it a two and a half out of five but um, we'll see I'm still interested to see what happens to Martin Freeman's character and if um, if there's anything there then I'm definitely going to be there day one to see what happens so um, I'm rooting for you Martin God. he's got to have uh, he's got to have uh Gandalf with him too, right? I we mean, just we be. just lost Tucson. Tucson's uh, leaving now. Way to go, Nick! Oh wait, nope, he's taking a shit. We're good. <laughs> he's gonna go run over a squirrel in the street. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I want to see an Andy Circus prequel. <laughs> oh fuck! Okay, I give uh, the first Black Panther film. A three <laughs> out of five. Okay, now the sequel. Uh-huh. Well, there's going to be more. Come on, that's true. Um, I didn't have that much that I really disliked about this film. More so that it just didn't stand out to me enough uh, in the MCU. Because there have been 17 precursors to this. So now, even though this film... Just like we talked about with Thor Ragnarok, if this would have, or even Guardians 2, um, if this would have come out, at least for me, as the first Marvel film, it would have been awesome. But because it's the 16th, 17th, 18th, whatever, it's just another one. And some of the best parts of it are things I've seen before many times. Uh, there were quite a few things that were fantastic here, including uh, the female characters, actually pretty much all of them. Uh, who were just phenomenal, uh, especially 
the sister who uh, I love that relationship that she's this bizarrely heir to the throne, which she's pretty much playing the same kind of like level that something like Loki is, but obviously in a much more uh, positive light and also to benevolent. Yeah. And, and um, trying to fight for a, a good goal, but at the same time, um, really showing a strong performance by a black female character. Um, and we have those pretty much across the board here. I also thought Chadwick Boseman was great. Uh, I liked him in the Civil War film too, but but I thought here he obviously had way more to do. Um, and Michael B. Jordan, even though I, I didn't love that villain character of Killmonger, I thought he gave a really good performance as well. And I love the the scene where uh, he is in the museum in London, just because it's just nailing that is all the stereotypes. One of my wonderful. favorite villain introductions in the MCU. Yeah. I, I will admit, I agree. And it's great for Claw too, because he, that's probably his best moments in, in that too. Yeah. So True. it's just a it's a really well put together scene, and and that's really what this film is. It's just a well put together film that just unfortunately falls in the middle of a series that's got a lot of films that run together. So it's a three out of five for me. A lot of its faults are not its faults, so to speak, which is kind of the sad part about it. But, but again, it's just another superhero film that has peaks and valleys. So, so moving on to Sam. Um, so I very much enjoyed this film. Um, there were many different aspects of it that I very much enjoyed, um, from the powerful female characters to, like, other things I've mentioned about, about, like, costuming and color and things like that. Um, and even some of the character aspects, um, and even some of the the unique qualities of, the, of Wakanda itself. Um, however, some of the things that I definitely... Um, I don't think Killmonger is the strongest um, sort of villain. I guess you could give him that title. Um, but even then, I feel weird giving him that title. Antagonist. Yeah. the the um, He's not the strongest antagonist that, uh, I guess, that strong of a community could go against. Um, yes, he was intimidating, but I think that there were some, to me, um, some flaws and some kind of glaring flaws about his character. Can I just sneak yeah. some in here really quickly? For the audience, maybe the build-up for his character is okay, mm-hmm. but for his actual portrayal in Wakanda, it all just seems like, what? This fucking guy just showed up, and all of a sudden he's an anime genius, and now he's our <laughs> king. Like, what the fuck? Um, I, think I that- just want to also say, to what you're saying, that he's not the I'm genuinely not making a joke, you guys. I can sure? be serious. I don't know. He's definitely no. not talking about Martin Freeman. No, I'm definitely not. not. Okay, but he's talking about Freeman Martin. <laughs> hey, no, you've but seriously, been on too many episodes. <laughs> when that's not nice. I don't think <laughs> you've been on enough, up. Sam. Aw, thank uh, you. Um, I'm gonna write in my diary tonight about that. And be uh, like, I got a compliment. Oh my God, oh, our diaries are gonna match. <laughs> Um, I hope but, God. I hope God reads it too. Oh yeah. no! Oh. Satan reads them. Oh God! <laughs> That's fucking 
awesome. Oh, that's great because I'm best friend with Satan. <laughs> he tells me everything. <laughs> so, what I was going to say, when you say that Killmonger is not the strongest, like, you're right in the sense that he's literally in a in company with people like, or things like Ultron and just mm-hmm. like big, you know, extraterrestrial beings or whatever. But I guess the reason why his character works, and I think we can all agree, so to speak, is that he's so... Uh, shall we say powerful because he m- uses this society's traditionalism against itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he has all the power, and he doesn't need to be. And I and mm-hmm. so I guess that's something I did. I just didn't say that sentence earlier. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna not say that sentence. Right. And I think kind of going off of that too. I think something that does make his character a good antagonist not a great antagonist is that he's a technically he's a human um when when he's coming back um he doesn't have any supernatural abilities to him prior to become to to basically kicking black panther's ass Mm -hmm. um and he does it without any sort of magical abilities he does it with his own. He does it by going to school and karate. serving in the army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he you know who it. also served in the army? Martin Freeman. Oh my god, it's great. Um, the Air Force is dumbass. <laughs> it's all the same thing. No, no it's, it's not. not. Yeah. No, it's not. It is not. No, it's not. <laughs> Literally, um, no, it's not. Yeah. Anywho, they're all on the ground. Um, but I think um, I think something about his character that is admirable um, is the fact that he is very driven. Um, by his past and by experiences um, and loss and things like that. So that is a really interesting emotional curve for an antagonist, which we don't often see in Marvel films as often. More it's just kind of like, oh, they've got too much power. we got to take them down. Um, But I think for how much setup that they gave his character and how truly great that arc was going, the arc did not reach the peak that it could have or that it probably should have because it had to fit into the mold of the third arc of the the third act bad guy fight he ultimately loses yeah that he has to ultimately lose yeah and i think honestly that was probably that 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 ending battle um was actually considering that it's supposed to be like the peak of the the film it was it kind of fell flat to me um especially with um the the kind of dying flame of of killmonger um it just it didn't fit um for the build-up for it um and also for as much as i admire black panther's character um i also think that (laughs) just randomly tapped me on the arm yeah um (laughs) you know you know you know who else you know what else fell flat Hmm. those fucking wakandans got that knocked down in that fucking cavern (laughs) by sure shot cannons yeah, they got that fell um, flat. Yes. Um But anyway, so that <laughs> <laughs> So that um that final battle that was very large and in charge, um, it did not kind of fit the same feeling that it probably should have. Um and also um considering that, you know, this is a film about Black Panther and things like that. We do get some character development from him, but I don't think it's enough considering all the different aspects that he's gone through to kind of win back his throne in a sense. 
Um, it kind of, especially after Killmonger has passed and at the very end of the film, it, I, I didn't see really too much of a character development um, of, you know, he kind of just returns to... Oh, he was, he was sleeping for most of it. Mm-hmm. That's what it... Coma, sleeping, same that's thing. That's what it, it felt like. But yeah. anyway... Um, so overall, I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, while I do really enjoy this film um, and everything about it, I think there are just some things plot-wise that are too early to call. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, they just don't seem to work for this film at the moment. If there's more pieces to the puzzle that can really expand that arc to be much larger and more comprehensive, I think that there's a potential for it to kind of become a, a greater... like trilogy series whatever i do like what you're saying about uh t'challa is he doesn't really have the uh rocky moment from rocky three um (laughs) or or even something i mean i mean this is getting a little silly but or the robot moment from that one rocky movie (laughs) that's a little different than what i'm trying to get at but that's okay um or you know that that robot was played by martin freeman (laughs) (laughs) um Again, this is this is a little. I just want to clarify too. Sh- that was a joke. Okay. Uh, th- there, there's no journey here happening. There's no Simba seeing his father die. Oh, yeah, the there is. Hmm? Simba and his father make an appearance in his little dream world. That was. Oh, you're talking about. You're literally talking about the spirit planes. Okay. Yeah. Typically yeah. influenced. Yeah. By That's fine. Yeah. It's all. It's fine. There's no growth <laughs> happening here. To mm-hmm. Sam's point, it's just. He goes into a coma, and then he wakes up, and look, we have magical flowers, and he's back to being Black Panther. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. there's no growth. I I don't want to. I don't want to start this conversation. It's very over minimal. Again. If, but if, I would say the is. one thing is that he his whole character essentially breaks the chains of the traditions that have been passed on. No, and what are you talking about? What? I'm specifically referring to what happens between when he gets thrown off of the cliff to when he re-becomes Black Panther. Oh, so you're talking like... The only thing that changes is that he's able to confront his his ancestors, in particular his father's memory. That's true. And mm-hmm. say that, mm-hmm. you know, you guys were wrong because yeah. you yeah. Your, your, is- your isolationist traditions are what created Killmonger, right. which is the very thing that might actually bring our entire society down around us and also arguing from a place of emotion of understanding is like you know what maybe killmonger is fucking right maybe we don't i was gonna say that's literally when he does do his growth yeah everything after that because he literally loses his suit and power so he realizes that it's not that that has to change but that he has to make a concession that the policies that he's fighting for are actually, or at least what's in his heart, is actually more in line yeah. with the very I, person he's fighting. Well, I will, I will say... Warren finds a really weird part of this film where he would never have had that without the Black Panther powers. He just would have died and been in a box. Wait, what? What do you mean? Like, he, he would have never had those moments where he came to those realizations or went to the ancestor's place without his magical Black Panther but powers. that is kind of saying that this character is image... 
his brain doesn't get enhanced by the suit. He's still a functioning no, person with his right. own he, he doesn't, ideology. Doesn't have it would have the, been nice to have seen just him because without it makes his powers him better struggle and then actually come to those those realizations on its own. Yeah. But just I, I see where you're coming from, and I see where you're coming from. I think I lean a little bit more towards in in. Nick's category because I'm, I'm. That's not to say that there there was no character growth. It's just saying that, given the way that this this film was written, and for that revelation to come come forward, like that really that that revelation is meant to be packed into Mbaku's own character development of like not just seeing him as like this guy who who um, is is sort of an isolationist in his in his own regard and is only sinking power on his own because they didn't know if they could trust him. Mm-hmm. And eventually he does sort of like show like he is a trustworthy person, that he is an honorable person, even if he doesn't necessarily like the pre, the prevailing social order. Like the reason why – this is a, a moment where um, T'Challa's character arc, so to speak, is sort of truncated in order to – Make way for Mbaku's character arc in showing him in that that sort of space. So that that I I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I just would never agree to the idea that because he puts on a suit, he somehow is able to get his growth. He just has he, he's got to be a superhero, a superhero. So it's like just no, beca- just because but, Tony puts on his suit does not mean that literally Iron Man takes over and he stops being a Tony but, Stark. But I guess. All what, it does is help him fight a person. What I was trying to get at is that the the only growth that you and Tucson are talking about that he really has in that in between space in that in that right, vision only, right, only that happens space. after he's given the the berry that turns him into the Black Panther. So, but there, it's just there, there's no correlation. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be funny? If, it's not because he takes the berry. No, it's not because he takes the berry. He grows. It's not because he takes the berry because that's what keeps him alive. But it's, without it, he wouldn't have. No, that's. He would just be dead. Right. That's what I'm saying. But that that's like saying that I, I just don't understand what's that what's that what's the point of this line of thought, I guess. That's Correct. what I'm confused. That, that that his character would not have grown without becoming the Black Panther again. But the idea that he has to become Black Panther to have his own political identity is insane. Here's 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 the thing. I <laughs> no, just, my my I don't get what, what, what my like what, great miscommunication what my right content what my contention with this we, is we is, never is, have those is not that yeah. is not that he does not have an arc like he, his arc is present. It's that it seems it's well it, it's, it's confined and accelerated yes. within one small scene that happens purely because it is facilitated by the introduction of this. Of of this 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 heart shaped herb, Drugs. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, the, 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 I'm, the, I'm not saying that this is not, or I'm not saying this is nuanced, or that this is well paced or anything like that. But the idea that anyone can say that he can only change due to the fruit is basically missing the forest for the trees. No, no. Yeah, like no. that's just it's, it's, it's not, just that that's an that's an that's that's an event that happens, but that. There's just no cause and effect there. That the the berry keeps him alive and makes him Black Panther, but neither one of those things lead him to changing and actually affirming his political status. It allows him. I mean, he he he. he, he he's, yeah, no. I mean, it, the the thing is, is that we don't 
we don't see on screen him having those moments outside of the the, the vision. Yeah, right. Yeah, the vision. Yeah, which is, which is kind of a weird place to be because we don't see him having the big moment where he overcomes right the main villain without using the Black Panther. We see him having been all pretty much almost killed. But if then... the original sin of his corrupted political ideology came from his father, then how elsematically can you could he have actually confronted that visualize that? that change without him literally telling his father, fuck off, I'm not ready to be with you right and now. And that's the reason why the, the so vision... So like, how else would they have been? Yeah, the Which vision is true, beforehand. But, but then you're, you're back at the same point where how could he have overcome that without again becoming Black Panther at but he's literally not Black Panther in that moment. He's just a spirit talking. I'm just saying, like, all that is is a visualization of what every kid okay. wrestles with when they think but, about the but memory if, of if their father. If we were watching the vision of him talking to to T'Chaka and the rest of his ancestors, it would probably look a lot like... Him sitting in a chair going... No, no, it would, no, it would probably look a lot like... Um, that sped up montage from Requiem for a Dream, where was, his, his 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 irises just like expand, and then you see like everybody else like moving was, fast around him. Say, while he's, like, would you rather have the scene in Black Panther where he talks to the dead in the desert plains, or would you rather have Tom Hardy yelling at a backseat oh, no. in Lock, in which nobody's there? Um, but you know, <laughs> definitely the former. <laughs> All of this brings up a pretty interesting point, though, about this that we didn't even get close to hitting. If you guys on. would have made so many Martin Freeman jokes, maybe we could have actually talked you know about what? this in I the episode. I think you're the problem. <gasps> Samantha. <laughs> okay, so what I will say, though, is that we have a very interesting sort of cause and effect with how he or anyone becomes Black Panther because you take this... And then before you actually have the true physical powers, you have to have this hallucination. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through all of these steps where you have to lay, be covered by either sand or snow or something or else. Buried. A ble- right. Yeah. Um, so you have to buried. almost have- <laughs> You almost have to have this death and rebirth and have this out of body experience. So it's it's... I don't. Know. I feel like it's all, but it, but it's an interesting part of, of the story that is separate from other MCU characters, even if they do the same kind of things like Bruce Banner, but doesn't have a lot of hallucinations. Just becomes a big green angry steroid person, for sure. Okay, so. If you out there have any thoughts on this film or Martin Freeman, you can always feel free to send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Film Tank Show. What? You said Facebook. Yeah, you said Facebook. <laughs> you were like Facebook Twitter. <laughs> you were like, literally, it looked like, it sounded like Sam had like stuck a needle in your neck or something, and you were trying to finish that sentence. The worst part is, is I thought I saved it, but clearly, no. you no. didn't, but it was okay. great anyway. Thank you It was very better much. than what you were going to say. At any anyway. rate, any thoughts on Black Panther, always feel free to send them on to us at Facebook or Facebook. Either way it works. <laughs> on our next episode, uh, hopefully it'll be myself, Nick, and Toussaint doing a double episode for the first time in a while. Hey, hey, hey. Not talking about Urkel. Talking about uh, the new Alex Garland film, Annihilation. 
Uh, we obviously all really enjoyed Ex Machina, and that came out in our first year of doing this podcast. That was probably episode, what, like eight or seven? Thirteen. Yeah, it's one of our best episodes. I, I love that episode. Okay. It's an episode that a lot of people who have listened to it have said they really enjoyed. Yeah. Great. Now I feel like a lot of pressure's on this one. Yeah. Well, Sorry. see, here's the thing, though, because the second part of it's going to bring down the expectations. <laughs> Uh, Because we are talking about the Cloverfield Paradox, Mm. uh, which had a very interesting release, uh, which we will hit on as it regarded around the Super Bowl, and a very interesting ad, and then the release, which came right after the Super Bowl game, uh, and then the actual film dropped, and it was uh, something. (laughs) We will talk about that, and also Annihilation, coming up on episode 145. Thank you very much, Sam, for, for being a good sport and, and hanging out with all of this silliness that happens on this podcast. Hey, Nick. Yes. Well, <gasps> that's... You know, Sam, when you do this into the microphone, I still hear it. What? Even if I talk outside of it? Oh, now you got me. Mm-hmm. The great part is, is you guys are technically across from each other, so that makes it that much better. So that's great. It's 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 called good staging. Yes. Good I love blocking. It. No, I... I love it. It's great. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you again to Sam. And, um, no problem. Thank you for having me again. You are pretty much always welcome. And uh, I Repeat feel... customer. Well, I feel great because you are like joining in and all of the silliness that happens on the usual episodes now. And it's, it's awesome. So thank you to Sam. And from myself, Sam, Tucson Egan, Hi. Martin Freeman, and Nick Cheney. Thank you very much for catching up with us here at Film Tank, and we'll be catching up with you next time. No, but you were kidding. Me. You were actually kidding. Me.